With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it's Jimmy Smith and you're listening for some reason to Pure Evil MMA. Of course, I've actually uh, been trying to do this for quite some time, man. Me and you uh, have been following each other for a couple of months now. I was pretty pumped when you gave me the follow because, dude, it's so hard in this industry to just even get ahead. You've got to be so consistent. And sooner or later, you're going to get noticed, you know? It's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, every now and then somebody asks me, you know, someone's in broadcasting school or whatever, and they say, what's the secret? And I said, you just got to keep working at it. I mean, it, there's no magic formula to it. You start wherever you can and you stay with it as best you can do man but you know what the craziest thing is though this day and age like i went to broadcasting school i was uh, actually was on air when i was like seven years old doing interviews with like stone cold steve austin here in connecticut but you know i was always told you need to go to school you need to get a degree you need to go to broadcast school. i went to broadcast school i did all that but with social media nowadays people are able to just make a facebook page and it could be some of the best work you've even ever seen in your life that don't have a degree it's uh, these times are crazy we're seeing a lot of people do, uh, you know, follow on your steps and Joe Rogan's steps. So what is that like to see uh, over the years? You know, it's as the fan base has grown. And, and the one thing about MMA that's different from any other sport is it grew up with the Internet, essentially. It's about the same age. Um, they, they've advanced at the same time. So the fan base is really used to a different kind of media. They're used to a different kind of broadcaster. They're used to a different kind of uh you know, uh, a different communication level for fans. You know, for boxing, that used to be a TV medium. You know, it took a while to catch up to the internet and stuff like that. The, the thing about MMA is the fans that, that watch it and are really hardcore about it grew up with the internet. They're at that age. And so they don't see media the way other sports fans do. It's very interesting, man. And you know what? Like you were saying, it really grew up on the underground. Like MMA did grow up on the internet. That's where we were able to go and talk with other people because even around here still to this day like you might find somebody that knows a little bit but there's not many diehards if you go to a bar and usually when the people are at the bar talking you might get annoyed with some of the things that they say but at the same time like you could get annoyed but it just shows how much our sport has really been growing over the years from starting at the internet to be able to go to buffalo wild wings and hear other people's opinions it's it's really really cool I could never do that, man. I could never watch a fight in public, ever. <laughs> ever, dude. It's just awful. So I, I never, you know, I never go out and watch them anywhere. And if I do, it's somewhere I can see it by myself and not have to interact with people just because, you know, either, you know, you end up getting into the conversation about MMA so you can't watch the actual fights themselves. Or, like you said, you're stuck kind of having to listen to people who have no idea what they're seeing and, and deal with that and I just can't man it's tough it's tough well I think one of the hardest things that uh, we dealt with that you know we did get a couple positives from was the Mayweather McGregor thing how every I went to the bank my banker wanted to know about it. my ice cream man wanted to know about it that was that was what was that like for you going with all that seeing the sports really uh 
you know, blow up on both ends. What was that experience like with you? The funny thing for me is that people were really, really excited about that fight. And I had the same experience you did, where people that have nothing to do with combat sports were asking me about it. And what I thought and what did I think, but, but their point of view about the fight, to my, to, to my way of thinking, was so skewed and so off where I knew a lot of people were betting on McGregor and I said there just doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell of actually beating Floyd, May Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match and it was crazy I ran into so many people that were like so passionate about the fight but had a very limited understanding of how it was actually going to go and the odds that were actually involved it was funny to me man it really was how did you see that fight going because now people are even saying before before we move on uh, that, that we might even see a second one, which the first one was was enough for me. I mean, iHeartRadio asked me to go on to talk with them the morning after. I was out in Martha's Vineyard enjoying vacation, yeah. and they go, uh, "We want to see McGregor back in boxing." I was just like, "I, if you guys want to see what the actual hype is about, what all the excitement is is, is being surrounded with Conor McGregor, you want to see him inside the cage, not as not inside the ring. At least you know right now, if you want to see his magic, check him out in the UFC." See what he's great at, and and that's the thing that, that's been killing boxing recently. It's making a comeback, but what's, what's killing a lot of boxing is the best aren't necessarily fighting the best. And when you look at, you know, uh, the 147-pound division, welterweight was essentially the, the which was the weight they fought in. Um, you have Keith Thurman, you have Errol Spence Jr., Floyd Mayweather. Of course, he's retired, but so many great names in that weight class. And the idea that you want to see Conor McGregor get in there and fight again when you know, that's not, he's never going to be number one. He's never going to be a contender. He's never going to make a career out of it. He's never going to be a consistent name in boxing. Let's have the best face the best in boxing and in MMA. It's the same thing now we're hearing about Conor McGregor being retired and kind of floating around and he may be coming back. And Dude, stick in the sport while you're in your prime and fight the best. And if you're not going to do that, make room for somebody else. That's how I see it. And you know what the craziest thing is? We've had all year without a Conor McGregor fight. This has been an amazing year for mixed martial yeah. arts. With, without yeah. the big superstars. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's a great weight class, 155. I think it's absolutely stacked with talent. Um, it's hard to find an easy fight in there. It's hard, it's hard to find a fight that's not entertaining. So it, I, I've never been a fan of that, you know, coming in and out every now and then, semi-retired, uh, coming out of retirement for a fight kind of deal. I like fighters staying consistent, staying relevant in the division, and fighting the best. That's what it's all about to me. So, Jimmy, I, I don't know if you want to answer this, but one, one of the big things that have been going around is uh, Elias Theodoro getting released from the UFC, and he's been on the show so many times. He's such a good guy. What was your take on it when you heard that news? What was your reaction to that, if you don't mind answering? No, no problem. First off, I really like Elias. He's a very, very nice guy. I called his fights in Bellator. Um... We've hung out a couple times. You know, I, I really like him personally. Was I surprised? Yes, because he has so many things that give him some value. He's Canadian, which is a market that's very, very important. Uh, had a winning record. Um, consistent, reliable. Had a good social media presence. And so I was a little surprised in that they couldn't find any value for the guy, even midway through a card, even a prelim card, anything where they could put a, a you know a solid middleweight that they knew would show up and fight. Um, did he have the most exciting style in the world? No, he did not. I understand why it was done, but the idea that a guy who had um, so many positives outside of the fighting style, I understand that he went to decision all the time, but you know, even as a gatekeeper, I'm surprised they didn't keep him around. I was very surprised. 
Yeah, he, like, like you said, he's such a good guy. What he was able to do for the sport with social media, that's so important this day and age. Uh, that they even make the fighters do classes now about how to represent yourself on social media. So I, I was a little surprised, but you know, a lot of the fans, I'd say 60% of the fans, they, they could be brutal, man, the, 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 especially on Twitter. Brutal, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing like it. But you know what, like we keep saying, it's been such an exciting time, and this year one of the biggest things is BKFC. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, Artem versus Jason Knight, easily one of the best fights of the year, like at least entertainment. When I, I was literally sitting there laughing, I was at the edge of my seat. It had everything you wanted to make. It had all the ingredients for an amazing fight that you're going to remember come December. The problem I have with Bare Knuckle isn't, I'm not one of these people that, oh, it's so brutal. and Yeah, that doesn't bug me. I've seen some brutal Muay Thai fights too. I worry about the level of fighter in terms of the Artem Lobos, you know, couldn't make it in the UFC, not an outstanding mixed martial artist even in his prime. Uh, same thing with Knight, not, you know, not a great mixed martial artist in his prime. Pauli Malignaggi, former world champion, but not in his prime. I fear that that level of fighter that that isn't there in MMA, isn't there in boxing, so they can go to bare knuckle. It just, it, you can have entertaining fights, but the physical cost is high. And I don't want to see fighters that, you know, have maybe rethought their MMA career, rethought their boxing career, have one more fight in bare knuckle to make some money. And, you know, the, the, the physical cost is just too high for that. So it isn't the style of bare knuckle that bothers me, but the fact that a lot of these fighters, I think, shouldn't be fighting anymore. They're, they're way past their prime. It Chris Eben, another and one. just one more for them to fight in. Not that, you know, I worry about that, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Especially when, you know, in a position like you're in where you see these guys time to time and uh, you can see what they could do outside of there. Look at Rashad Evans. You got to uh, host, what was it, UFC Tonight during a couple of the events with, uh, Rashad, hang out with Rashad, and he is so talented at doing that. There's a bunch of guys that could do something else, but I feel like a lot of the guys, if you want to talk about, uh, you know, after a fight, and look at Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, I mean, BJ Penn, there's there's Anderson Silva, there's a lot of guys out there that are still doing it because they don't know how to live after fighting, and I, I've talked to this uh, with a ton of fighters, so it's it just, it's so hard for them to do. Really tough, man, and BJ Penn's still fighting. He's a shadow of his former self. Uh, longest losing streak in UFC history. Stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, seeing that is tough, especially you know what happens afterward, man. It's not easy to live with. So before we end this interview, because I know that you got a bunch of things going on right now, CES, John Gotti Jr. the third, or John Gotti the third, I was just there, I was checking out, Nick Newell is also on the card. Uh, CES is going to be on UFC Fight Fast. Well, did you get to check out any of John Gotti the Third's clips? And and if so, what did you think about him? I know Robin Black did a a little uh, one minute breakdown that he does. I, I've seen minute? some of his clips previously. I haven't seen his last one. Um, he fought tonight. Fought recently. Uh, he's going to be fighting tomorrow night on UFC Fight, fight Pass. tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I didn't see his last one, but like I've I've seen clips of him. I've seen a few CES shows. And one thing about CES, man, they put on a brutal good show. And the one problem is when I've you know, when I was on the road so much the last few years, I used to watch so much local MMA that it was, you know, it used to be kind of my bread and butter. And I, I'm never able to get out to a local show anymore because it's, to me, it's like, that's where you see the, the, the hungry, young, up-and-coming fighters that really, really want to win, man. And I don't get a chance to see it as much as, I, much as I would like to, man. Southern California used to be a hotbed, man. And I never am able to get out to those local shows. And now it's on Fight Pass. I got to check them out, man. 
Yeah, tomorrow night, UFC Fight Pass. Before we let you go, Jamie, what have you been up to? What, what do you got planned right now? I know that you're living in a new house. Uh, you're, you're part of Invicta FC. Is that a one-time thing? Like, what, what's the plan for you with the rest of the year? Do you have one? Well, I have one coming up with um, another one coming up from Invicta later on in the year. And then what I've been doing most of is serious satellite radio. I've been on their Fight Nation show. I've been doing a ton of those. I was in for Luke Thomas for a few weeks when he had a baby. So it's really been a lot of radio gigs. We just one, did one a couple days ago. They are a ton of fun. I love doing them. I love interacting with the fans. So that's what I've been doing the most of, man. A lot of serious XM work. It's been great. So our MMA show, you're also doing with Ryan Moody, correct? I know, dude, man. Uh, taping one tonight. We do one before and after every big show. It's a lot of fun, man. Our MMA show, it's on iTunes. It's also on Podbean. We're getting on Spotify. It's been doing great. And really quick, predictions for this weekend's UFC event. Well, I went with, in the main event, I went with, it's tough, Anthony Smith over Alexander Gustafson. I just think he's fighting a little sharper right now than Gustafson. I didn't like what I saw from Gustafson uh, against John Jones. It was a little flat. He didn't really pull the trigger as much as he should have. Anthony Smith lost, but I thought he gave it a a better effort I just, he's just hasn't had the the miles on him in terms of the UFC that Gustafson had he's a vet but he's kind of at the end of his run um, of course the, the Volkan Usumir fight that's off Jimmy Manoa versus uh, Raykick I went with Alexander Raykick over Manoa I think that's going to be a brutal fight I think it's going to be short but I'm going with the up and comer I think he gets it done early man looking forward to that and are you going to be doing uh, a preview show on your podcast that people can check out after they listen to this interview we're recording it right now, awesome. and it'll be up tomorrow, man. Take a look for it. Uh, our MMA show, Jimmy Smith, Ryan Moody. Jimmy, thank you so much. It really means a lot that you checked in here. I'm Fury Lomac. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Have a great night, man. Appreciate you. Later, man. How about that, Jimmy Smith? I just ran into Robin Black an hour or two ago. Hour. CES 56 going down. John Gotti the third is on this card. Nick Nula's on this card. This game, Dostoevsky's on this card. Uh, pretty boy Boynton is on this. This card is so stacked. I'm looking forward to it. Check it out uh, tomorrow night. UFC Fight Pass. That does it for me, guys. Here on Three Blonde Night. Hope you enjoyed this little interview that we did with Jimmy Smith. Go check out his page as well. One of my uh, go-to guys, man. For Bellator, enjoying his journey. Went from Bellator to the UFC doing commentary. Then he was doing uh, the UFC tonight. Amazing guy. Amazing job, and it's a shame that he didn't stick with the UFC or uh, things just didn't work out because he's one of my favorites, just like Robin Black. You need those guys in the UFC. They are the faces of mixed martial arts. So it's awesome having you here. I'm Pure Evil MMA, guys. Subscribe down below. I'm Evil Ed from PureEvilMMA.com. We get all the latest MMA news and interviews. And you know what it is. White knuckles till the end. Remember, start evil and purity.